0: Chief Scientific Officer at MethodX Studios, Behavioral Scientist and Speaker at the Responsibility Summit, happening on May 20 and May 21st. The Responsibility Summit is the former Anthropology and Technology Conference, now in its third year. Marilis gave us some insight into uh, her motivation of joining the summit, but also the topic that you will be sharing more of there. She shares research insights which led Method X Studios to the development of Wakey, an app targeting left-behind populations who are currently not benefiting from the digital mental health boom, but who are most in need of it. What was the reason for choosing this field and this topic as a research focus? As she herself points out, Marilis is relatively new to the industry space and is in the process of defining it for herself. We wonder how she feels in this multidisciplinary space and what strikes her as new, difficult or inspiring. We talk of the relationship between industry and academia, in the context of the summit and beyond. At last, she shares what to expect from her talk at the summit, who should come listen and what motivated her to join. We hope you enjoy it friends. We are here today with Marilis, another one of the wonderful speakers at the Responsibility Summit, um, the third edition of the previously Anthropology and Technology Conference. Hi, Marilis. Hello. Hey. Marilis, before you dive, I'm, uh, I'm based in Amsterdam and you are based now in the UK, right? Yes. So before diving, let's say in the topic of, of your talk at the conference, uh, tell me and our listeners a little bit about you. Uh what, what what would you like to share about yourself?
1: Yeah, so I am a behavioral scientist by background. So before I moved uh, to UK to do my PhD here, I worked for the Estonian government, was involved in risk behavior prevention, and one of the main things I worked on was a parent-oriented alcohol prevention program. Mm-hmm. And we carried out the program for three years and then The next stage was analyzing all the quantitative and qualitative data we had uh, gathered and then that I did uh, in the UK at the University of Cambridge. And now I am working as Chief Scientific Officer at Methodex Studios, where our goal is to democratize good mental health and also end the mental health poverty gap. Wow, wonderful.
0: Um and, and and where 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 does your kind of motivation to act in this space come from? How do
1: you pick up kind of like this topic of
0: of action
1: and scholarship? Um, uh, I, I know it might sound a bit cheesy, but I'm okay with cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is that I want to contribute for greater good. I mm-hmm. want to make my contribution to enable everyone to have good health and mm-hmm. good life, irrespective of their sex income or sexual orientation or level Mm. of education or age or Mm. i don't know socioeconomic status color of the skin uh so everyone would have the possibility to have a good health and life and 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 i think especially nowadays when Mm. we have such possibilities with technology to scale a lot of things and and i think that with with this kind of possibilities we also have the responsibilities uh because digital exclusion is an issue it's it, it has decreased in time uh but still it is an issue so i think that's that's the motivation uh behind yeah. that
0: wonderful yeah. and and um and what type of let's say uh discipline um influences the most your approach to 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 this topic to science in general do are you kind of like connected more to a certain
1: discipline than others um, so I think in general, I think it's it's rather like behavioral science because when mm-hmm. I started, it was more about public health and yeah. epidemiology. But then as the time moved on, I moved on, and and now I would say it's, it is behavioral science.
0: Okay. Wonderful. And um, of course, you will be speaking at the uh, Responsibility Summit. It, it takes me a while to get used to it. I, I tend to want to call it anthropology and technology, as it was in the first two years. Um, no, so you will be one of the speakers there. What, what motivated your um, your desire to, to be part of the summit?
1: So I think, first of all, um, the central question of the conference. So how mm. do we create technology that doesn't exacerbate or reinforce existing social and economic inequalities. Mm -hmm. So that is something that resonates with me personally, but also um, with MethodX Studios. And I think that we have digital world in our hands, uh, Mm -hmm. but we do see that inequalities exist. Uh, And when we build technological solutions, then we build them for people, not for ourselves. And I think that's a really important distinction uh, to make and to bear in mind. And I think that sharing my point of view as a behavioral scientist is is also something that has motivated me uh, to join the conference. Because using behavioral science in the design process can be very powerful and valuable. And um, so it's about understanding what are the main behaviors you target with your product or your service Mm -hmm. How the surrounding systems um, affect these behaviours you target and, and and what can we do about it?
0: Wonderful. Um, you know, the, the conference is kind of like mesh up to a certain extent um, of uh, scientists, behavioural scientists, social scientists and technologists or designers, so yeah. it's, 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 it's a very kind of multi-interdisciplinary uh, space. Um, how do you find yourself in that space? Like, is that something that you got, you know, accustomed to or drawn towards already during your studies? Is this something that you've learned through your um, through your professional work, um, or is that something that you inherently find easy to navigate? That could also be the case. Uh,
1: so I think, in a way, I am relatively new in the space. Not from behavioral science perspective, but from the technology perspective, because mm-hmm. so I, I worked for the Estonian government for almost a decade. Mm. Um, so I did my PhD for five years or so, and then I moved to the industry and then I got more familiar with the technology perspective mm. and the digital design as well. So from that perspective, it's it's rather new the the other part, the behavioral science part, or the, the health uh, perspective, yeah. these um, these these are not that new. <laughs> no. And
0: do you find it? How do you say that? Do you find it easy? Do you find it difficult to kind of navigate
1: this new world, uh, or not? Uh, so I think the the main thing I found a bit difficult at first was the pace. Because mm. everything happens so fast. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So um, the the way ideas are generated and delivered is it's like night and day uh, when I compare it to um, the public sector or uh, or academia. It's just that you have so much more time there to plan everything, to carry these things out. Uh, while in the industry, at least in my experience, it happens. Just
0: like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was reading this article a few weeks ago that came from I think a psychologist or a biologist, I do not remember, but he was talking exactly about this. He said like the fast pace of of work in the technology space makes you almost constantly act from your lizard brain. <laughs> you know, the, the time is so intense that it, it signals to your body and your brain danger. You have to take a decision. You have to take it now. And then it's very difficult to sit with, with complex spaces, with, to, with the gray areas. It's very difficult to go deeper into your knowledge, mm-hmm. uh, particularly if you constantly act from that kind of sense of uh, danger or speed that activates your lizard brain. So I found it very interesting because as an anthropologist going into this technology uh, world... At times I felt the same, like you want me to do this so fast and then at some point I try to retrain myself to be fast and I realize that I'm not at my best in those groups because what comes out of my mouth is not <laughs> it's not my best, you know So mm-hmm. yeah, it's interesting that you also mentioned this 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 uh, this time as, as, a, as a difficulty.
1: And I think especially with creativity mm-hmm. uh, that I think I need a bit more time to get the creativity flowing and sometimes you don't have that time or or for example that as as you said that you want to go um uh, deep with something because Mm. you know that there there is more about this thing and you just don't have the time uh and and that's that's a bit um like this feeling is a bit unfamiliar when I compare it with um the the pre-industry time but then yeah. again, it's it's a new experience, and I think I have definitely developed a lot um, in in my profession in the past, like year and a half. So I'm really happy about that.
0: Wonderful. And so now, kind of like making the bridge towards the conference itself. Tell me a bit more about. I mean, at least what you feel comfortable sharing at this stage. <laughs> about what will be your um, what would be your space in the conference, and what was the topic that you will engage um, all the participants with? Uh,
1: yeah. So the the title of the presentation I give is designing digital solutions to improve mental health in left behind populations. And as, as a backstory, so why why mm. um, why am I talking about it? Why is Methodic Studios uh, working on, on this topic at all? Uh, it's because people from lower socioeconomic groups are more likely to suffer uh, poor mental health. Mm. And, and of course, there are other groups as well, but we know that this specific group um, uh, has that issue. Uh, but at the same time, mental health services are struggling to cope with demands and services and there is unequal access to support um, and this is further exacerbating health uh, inequalities. So I, I looked up some, some stats and, and for example in 2018 there was one mental health doctor for every 253 patients and one mental health nurse for every 39 patients uh, accessing services in the UK, wow. and and this number has decreased about I think it was about 25% uh, compared to 2013.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: but then again, the mental health uh, issues are increasing, so so that's that's a really big problem, and and also. Well, you could say that, but there are so many mental health apps and and even if, if people from lower socioeconomic groups don't have access to physical uh, mm-hmm. health, then there is the, the digital health. But the um, thing is that people with higher education and higher socioeconomic background uh, are the ones who have good access to these resources. So they have the time, they have the income, because a lot of these digital solutions cost Mm -hmm. And they also have the knowledge. Mm -hmm. So they are more aware about these things. And it also might be that they are more prone to look up these kind of solutions. Uh, So basically, they are more likely to use these solutions in the market to invest in their Mm self-care. And and we could ask, why is that? Um, And and I think that in addition to um, these things I already mentioned, that they have the time, income, knowledge... Um, we find that the products are often designed by the people uh, who use them. Mm. Uh, And there you can see the the inequalities rising. And and I think that empathizing uh, with people who need these products the most is not where it should be. Uh, So we should listen to Mm. uh, to their needs and and experiences because it's very important. So um, when MethodX Studios... um, started or launched itself in 2019 uh, we had chats with working-class people and for example nobody had heard uh, of Calm uh, or Headspace which are Mm -hmm. basically the the mental health um, app giants in uh, in the app stores and when um, we asked them to make top-of-mind associations with the term mental health people named organizations that focus on addiction, for example, like uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, mm-hmm. and, and those that focus on changing specific health behaviors like Weight Watchers. So mm-hmm. totally different thing that we expected. So I would say that it is lamentable that while we have the ability to scale digital tools and solutions, uh, the people who are most in need and are at least able to access them are not benefiting from uh, the digital mental health boom, yeah. And and so like so this is the backstory. <laughs> why 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 did we do anything at all? And then what did we do? Uh, so we built our very first product. Uh, it is a breakfast show uh, called uh, Wakey. I'll specify. It's a mental health breakfast show. And so our aim was to target people from lower socioeconomic groups. Uh, so basically everyone from lower middle class to unemployed mm-hmm. in the UK. And with, with Wakey, so Wakey has practical mental health messages embedded in enter- entertainment. Mm-hmm. So in a way it's like imagine headspace combined with Netflix. Mm. Um, and the, the show's content itself is a, uh, Theory and evidence-led, drawing on approaches from cognitive and third-wave psychotherapists, uh, but also positive psychology interventions. So it's it's like a, a mix of all the good things that are available nice. and that are proven to work. So um, so we'll talk about Wakey and um, how did it go with with Wakey and what did we find out uh, when we carried out um, a feasibility trial. So yeah, that's that's something yeah. um, I'll do. <laughs>
0: Sounds like a great story, uh, Marilis. And you mentioned something of several times the the company that you are with. It's Method Studios. Am I pronouncing uh, it correctly? Method X Studios. Method X. Yeah. Method X Studios. And is it, are you, because uh, you mentioned that you it launched in 2019. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about the company. What what, what do you guys normally do? I mean, this is a wonderful example, I would imagine, of of other products that you might develop or uh, consider to develop. But tell me a little bit about the company itself. Like um, how many people are there? What's your focus? Maybe it would be something also interesting for our listeners.
1: Uh, Yeah. So, as I said, uh, we launched in 2019. Uh, I joined the company at the beginning of 2020. Mm-hmm. So what happened before me was basically uh, the prep work to launch Wakey. Uh, mm-hmm. because we launched Wakey in January 2020 and everything that happened before that was um, like coming up with the idea, uh, talking to people, listening to their needs, empathizing with them so the product would be for them and and also Like uh, doing some small pilots. And then in 2020, in January, we launched Wakey. And uh, Wakey, we worked on Wakey for almost a year. Uh, The thing was that, um, so Wakey focuses on the morning. And then just a few months after we launched Wakey, the pandemic happened. (laughs) And then the mornings were redefined. And mm-hmm. we started to adjust ourselves to this new era of new yeah. mornings. Uh, but eventually what we saw was that we we had troubles with scaling. Uh, we had troubles with engagement and we mm-hmm. decided to put Wakey on hold. And as we did that, we decided that, okay, uh, but we're not going to stop here. So right now, For the past, so what is it, we have April now. So for the past three and a half months, we have been in rapid R&D process. So we have had uh, several sprints, like ideation sprints, Mm. uh, to come up with new ideas. Uh, Well, the, the main topic is always the same. So the focus is on mental health and uh, on people who belong to yeah. so-called uh left behind populations
0: yeah and and how many people are you in the in the team
1: uh so right now we have five people so we are really small company but um i think at our busiest moment which which was lo- uh, last year we had uh i think more than 10
0: yeah 10 to 15 and and, and like the that. structure what 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 type of structure does your company have what is it
1: um, so, um, can you specify that? <laughs> yeah, like is it, is it, a,
0: is it set up as a, as a normal company or is it like a social enterprise or an NGO or like well, what's, what's the statu- statute or I think that's the word maybe? Uh,
1: how, yeah. how, how, do you, how do you position yourself in the, in the world of companies? <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's, it's a normal company. So, we have limited uh, behind our name. Okay.
0: Oh, that, that sounds like an interesting topic to die deep for longer in, you know, like your startup journey and, and, and where do you see the future and how do you kind of engage with the commercial space from, from this, from this type of proposition. But, mm-hmm. um, I, well, I do not want to derail, derail us too much, um, mm-hmm. just to stay kind of like in the space of the conference. Um, I wanted to ask you, like, because uh, the story of the conference will be the story of Wiki, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe, probably, a little bit about the story of the company and the problem space, but but that's your kind of your anchor point, right? hmm mm-hmm. Um, what what are you expecting from from the people coming to join you uh, in that in that talk? Like, what what type of you know what type of listeners would you say? Wow, I
1: would love it if these type of people would would join. Uh, so I think that. I don't have any specific groups in mind because I think that everyone could learn something from our experience. Mm. Uh, and, and yes, you could think that, well, as we're a startup, we're in the industry, so it might be more useful for um, from the industry perspective. But no, I think um, there's also um, like insights for people in academia. Um, I, I, I really like how... Kelvin Kwong, so he's the chief product officer at Big Health, uh, he has mentioned that, um, so for example, when we um, come up with new ideas and, and design them, then we should, um, we should go back to academic research because uh, academic researchers have been uh, coming up with MVPs, minimum viable products for decades and they have been um, like excruciatingly detailed with everything. So I think that as we can learn from academic research, then I think that we can also provide valuable insights to academic researchers uh, with uh, with our uh, experience and learnings. And um, so, so, yeah, I think it's it doesn't matter if you're an academic researcher or no. you're a designer, or um, product creator. I think everyone who's who's interested uh, will not, find something valuable. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, and uh, maybe maybe a little bit of a provocative question, both for you and our listeners, in this time of you know everybody uh, with their eyes glued to screens and working f- from home and with other challenges. Why would somebody want to even come at the conference? Like why? What? What? What is the value in engaging with this space um right now and, and during this time you think
1: yeah i think that's a really really good question so while we are very glued to the screen i think that this also gives us the possibility to experience more than we would do in the physical setting so you don't have to fly to another country mm-hmm. um, you don't have to sit in the airports etc so it's It's here, and you have the possibility to choose what you want to listen, what you want to watch. Uh, and, And I think regarding this specific conference, I would say, well, it's technology and responsibility. Two words in one sentence, and it's just, wow. Well, I definitely want to... Want to listen to fellow presenters what they are uh, talking about this topic because I think it's it's so important uh, to think about the responsibility uh, aspect when you talk about technology. Mm. Uh, so so yeah, that would be my take on it.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. Marilis, thank you so much. And for those of our listeners that are interested more in, in the company or in Marilis herself, I will put on some links in the show notes, um, as well as the links to the uh, Responsibility Summit. Uh, and if you want to know more, come join us at the at the Summit in May. Um, and uh, now, thank you so much for being with us today, Marie.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening,
0: everyone. Follow us on our social media channels and look at the show notes for links to our speakers' work. Join us next time for more interesting conversations.